Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. The message today, you feed them. Our gospel is Mark, the sixth chapter, the 30th through the 34th verses. These are busy days for Jesus and his closest followers. The twelve have just returned from the region of Galilee where they were on their own for the first time, and they want to tell Jesus all about it. They're no longer considered disciples. Mark calls them apostles, meaning they are the authorized representatives of Jesus. They have been given the authority to cast out demons, to preach and heal and proclaim the kingdom of God. They have worked hard. It was an exhaustive trip. The crowds are growing bigger and demanding more attention. Jesus wants to give the weary men time to unburden themselves and to debrief. You get the sense that this is an overwhelming scene, so active that the disciples have no time to replenish themselves. The text reads, For many were coming and going, and they have no leisure even to eat. So Jesus and the disciples get in the boat, head to what they think is a deserted piece of shore, but the crowd follows them. You know how they feel. As much as you love it, church work can be tiring, and particularly for a church like the one I pastor, Rox Press, has a mission of ministering to a very needy community. So the calendar is full of events, and we're always doing something. We're going to meetings. We're going to schools. And then there are all the pressing needs inside the church. And remember, these physical needs, which expand far beyond the doors of Rox Press, are layered over the basics. Our primary job is meeting a community's spiritual needs. That's why the disciples are so exhausted. This was their first time confronting demons and all of the emptiness and aimlessness without Jesus there to guide them through. They were aware that opposition to their movement was growing. John the Baptist has been beheaded. They have been sent out two by two with meager provisions, their instructions to depend on the hospitality of the communities they visited. Their mission was one of humble persistence. They wanted to be heard, but were never to force themselves on anyone. Sometimes people welcomed them. Sometimes they didn't. That's why Jesus told them, let's get in the boat and take a ride. Let's rest. But they soon realized that's not going to work either. The Sea of Galilee is not a big body of water. The crowds are so intense. People have rushed around the shore and are waiting for the boat on the other side. It's easy to imagine the groan of despair that goes up from this group. There's another crowd. They are literally surrounded by the raw physical and spiritual longing. The crowd is probably up in the thousands. I can imagine the apostles are trying to figure out another evacuation route, but Jesus went ashore. He saw the crowd, and the text says he had great compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus looked at these people through his eyes and the eyes of his heart. The scene shifts, the atmosphere changes. Where the apostles looked with weariness, Jesus looks with compassion. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. 
Join me at Vision New England's Go Conference at the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford, May 20th and 21st. Hear some dynamic preachers be inspired and uplifted while together we learn more effective ways of taking the gospel to our friends, our neighbors, and co-workers in order to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. That's Vision New England's Go Conference, May 20th and 21st in Hartford, Connecticut. And here's a special deal. If, you, if you're a, a Love Rules listener, you can log on to goconf.org. That's G-O-C-O-N-F dot org. And then go down to the coupons part of the registration. And after you've registered, just type in Love Rules and you'll get a 15% discount. And you'll hear some messages that just may change your life. So join us. What does it mean that Jesus had compassion? Well, if you're not really close to the words in the Bible, the first thing you might think is that he was moved with pity for these people. He felt sorry for them. But that's a rather sentimental definition. We can understand that. These people were hungry, poor, outcast, the sick. But if you look for deeper meanings, if you really want to study the word compassion, you're going to find more than pity. Compassion is a derivative of both the Latin and the Greek. And the Latin is patiri, and the Greek is patain, meaning to suffer and endure with. In other words, to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, feel her pain as you would feel your own. And this works so much better for me than pity when it comes to Jesus. The scripture says, Jesus, who being in very nature God, made himself in human likeness. So the idea that he would feel the pain of those he saw would make much more sense. Jesus looked out over the crowd and he had compassion for them. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd. Jesus then begins to teach. Now, as the evening goes on, the disciples, being the humans that they are, they're tired. Let's, let's get someplace, Lord. Let's calm down. This is getting crazy. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. You give them something to eat. I want to stop right here because I think Jesus is on to something. There is a phrase in philanthropic circles called charity overload. When good people of good conscience grow weary of giving. There are AIDS, orphans, famine victims in Africa. There are homeless families, war survivors, and the folks in Haiti. And now you have the victims of of the hurricanes and, and trauma from all over the world. And it just seems like the needs in the world never end. And people get tired sometimes. We get weary. Sometimes when I step out of Roxbury Presbyterian Church and look up and down the streets, I'm overcome by the scene I see. Some people are going to work, their children going to school, but there's so many people who are walking around aimlessly. And you just want it to be a little bit more organized and orderly. And you secretly hope that Jesus will just pat you on the back and agree with you and say, you're right, send them away. But instead, Jesus looks at you in your face and says, you feed them. Of course, we all know these verses lead to one of the greatest miracles in the Bible, the feeding of the 5,000. But I want to look at it a little differently. How will we feed them? We all know that Jesus is not just talking about physical food here. He is talking about spiritually feeding the world. That's our job. You know, as a preacher, 
my job is to feed a congregation. And when people really like my sermons, they say, I've been fed today, Pastor. We preach, we teach the Bible, we pray. But I'm going to suggest that feeding them, at least from the perspective that I see Jesus showing, is really about loving them. There's a mindset and a position of our heart that is necessary if we really want to do the work we're called to do. And if you can't figure out anything else as a member of the body of Christ, you need to figure out how to show each and every person you encounter, whether they are asking you for something or not, you need to figure out how to show this compassion that Jesus showed. Because it's this compassion, looking at them, suffering with them, that brings you to this unconditional love. We have to learn to look at each other differently. We have to see somebody through God's eyes before we can hold them in God's arms. Dutch priest and theologian Henri Nguyen looks at compassion as voluntary displacement. He writes, through voluntary displacement, we counteract the tendency to become settled in false comfort and to forget the unsettled position that we share with all people. As a Christian community, we are people who together are called out of our familiar places to unknown territories where people hurt and where we can experience with them our common human brokenness. Feeding them offers a new way of engaging the whole world. We look at them through the eyes of our heart. We look at them as Jesus looks at them. They are sheep without a shepherd. And when we look at them that way, we love them. The world desperately needs God's love. Feed them. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love rule.